Hello, Miami Dolphin fans. Welcome to the same old Dolphin Show, now a part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. I'm Josh Katzker. With me today and every day is my brother from the exact same mother, Aaron the Brain. Aaron, say hello to the people. Hello to the people. What a roller coaster ride we have been on over the past couple of weeks, Brain, uh, with Miami Dolphins fan base. It's sort of been all over the place. From two weeks ago, the Dolphins were 3-0, and riding high. Then they get destroyed by the Patriots, blow a 17-3 fourth quarter lead against the Cincinnati Bengals, end up losing 27-17. The team finds themselves at 3-2, and and suddenly the Miami Dolphins fan base is largely moving on from da- from Ryan Tannehill moving on to the 2019 season and saying, how can we take stock of where this team is next season? And I think what we need to do in this episode as we preview the Dolphins' upcoming home game against the Chicago Bears is take a look at this fact. These two things can both be true. And in my opinion, they both are. Fact number one, the last two weeks have gone a long way in showing us where this Dolphins team is in whether or not they are truly championship contenders. They've, it's shown us that there's pretty much a long way to go for the Miami Dolphins. Spoiler alert. But part two, which is also true, is that the Dolphins have two home games coming up. One that we're going to preview today against the Chicago Bears and next week against the Detroit Lions. And if the Miami Dolphins find a way to win both of those games, despite the fact that they are probably a long ways away from being Super Bowl contenders, this Miami Dolphins team will find themselves in a very good spot and uh, with a pretty good chance of making the playoffs in an AFC that is, a that is, I think, a pretty weak conference at the moment. So the Dolphins... Fans that are all crying that all is lost and let's throw this whole season away and forget about it. Let's not forget the fact that the Dolphins are three and two at the moment and really have an opportunity to still put themselves in a pretty good place to, I mean, even if they should win the next two games and then lose the following game in Houston, uh, the Dolphins find themselves at five and three at the halfway point of the season, which is pretty good in the grand scheme of things. Now we're a long ways away from the Dolphins actually making it to five and three, but all that, all that said, we have to objectively look at one game at a time because that's what we do here on the same old Dolphin show as much as we want to dive into big narratives. And we did plenty of that in our Cincinnati Bengals wrap up show. We're back. We've collected our thoughts and now we're moving ahead to the next game that is in front of the Miami Dolphins, which is a visit from the Chicago Bears and what is, I think, in all actuality, the number one defense in the National Football League right now. In fact, they're actually number two as far as yards per game. They're allowing 294.5 yards per game defensively. That is behind only the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are giving up 292.2. So the Chicago Bears defense is a very real threat to this Dolphins team, especially as we saw that Dolphins offensive line collapse upon itself in the fourth quarter of the game against Cincinnati last week. So, Brain, I think the place to start, and it's really the natural place to start given the way that the season has gone thus far, as we preview this game, is to look at the Miami Dolphins offense versus this vaunted Chicago Bears defense. But I guess 
part of that conversation involves taking a look at the key injuries on the offense. And I think the biggest one is obviously that uh, Laramie Tunsil in the concussion protocol. So where are we at as we record this on Friday morning? Where are we at regarding Laramie Tunsil and his potential status for the game on Sunday? It looks good. Uh, he's getting limited work. He's going through the steps of the concussion protocol. It's kind of when, when you're dealing with the concussion protocol, you don't really know because he could go through all the steps and then get an evaluation Sunday morning and the doctors say he can't play. But I would say the fact that he is already getting some light work and and being a limited participant in practice, it looks to me anyway that he's trending towards playing. And that's huge because he's obviously a major upgrade over Sam Young. Yeah, that would be a significant boost for Miami Dolphins offensive line that was just pretty much abused in the fourth quarter against Cincinnati. So let's take a look at it. Assuming Tunsil plays because that's a best case scenario I mean if he doesn't play I think that the talk the buzz seems to be that Zach Stirrup is going to be dressed and that he is going to get the start on the left in that left guard position in place of Tunsil and that Sam Young won't be over there because he was essentially just a glorified turnstile in that in that game against Cincinnati but let's temper expectations on Zach Stirrup because now, we don't know how good Zach Sterup is because we haven't seen him, but Adam Gase and all of the coaching staff has seen him and deemed him not good enough to dress over Sam Young. So, well, my understanding on that is my understanding there. on that is that Sterup didn't dress because Young was thought of as a guy who could play multiple positions where Sterup was only really going to be useful to them on the left side. So they they wanted to have the, the more sort sort of versatile offensive lineman available. I don't know that it's necessarily an indictment of Zach Sterup. It's just as as much as it's um, an indictment of his ability to only be in one or two spots on that offensive line. Either way, whether it's Zach Sterup or Sam Young or Laramie Tunsil, how does this Dolphins offense match up against the Bears defense? In my mind, brain. If I'm Adam Gase, I've spent the week trying to figure out ways to keep that Bears defense off balance. And I said this last week going into the Cincinnati game, what I thought was going to be important was you've got to find ways to get Tannehill out of the pocket, move him around, come up with interesting uh, schemes offensively to keep these Bears off balance and to stop them from just bringing hard pressure and having that pocket cave around Ryan Tannehill. I think if they can find a way to do that, that's probably going to be a key to their success because the Bears, the other thing about this Bears defense is that it's unbelievable against the run. Yeah, and that doesn't bode well for the Dolphins, who actually ran the ball pretty well last week, but the, what is it, one, two, two weeks prior, played two of the worst run defenses in the league and could not get any semblance of a running game going. And now they're facing a Chicago Bears defense that gives up 64 yards per game on the ground through four games. Yes, and has been the best run defense in the league. I believe only giving up 3.2 or 3.4 yards per carry. Uh, it's it's a legit uh, Chicago defense. Uh 
the the big tackles, uh, the linebackers, the, their whole front seven is you know with Trevathan and and Mac and uh, Bullard. It, it's it's a really dominant front seven, and they have excelled at stopping the run. So what is this Dolphins offense going to do in order to be successful against this Bears defense? Well, I think you kind of hinted at what they need to do, and it's about keeping them off balance. And look, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Khalil Mack, because that is, as much as it's about trying to run the football, really the key to this game is not letting Khalil Mack take this game over, because he's a guy that's gotten a strip sack in every game. And we know that Ryan Tannehill has been prone to that, and you just have to look back at this past Sunday's game against the Bengals to see one of the biggest plays in the game, the strip sack in the fourth quarter uh, by, was it Michael Johnson on, on Ryan Tannehill? Well, Khalil Mack excels at that. And how do you stop or at least contain Khalil Mack? And the interesting thing here is that while you would think that this would be an awful matchup with Khalil Mack typically lining up on the left side and going up against Juwan James. Obviously, the matchup is in favor of Khalil Mack and the Chicago Bears. But Khalil Mack, who played for the Raiders last year, went up against uh, Juwan James last season when the Dolphins played the Raiders on that Thursday night football game down in Miami. And Juwan James actually did a really good job on Khalil Mack. He did not allow a sack, and he only allowed one pressure on, I believe, 35 dropbacks. So that's not to say he's going to replicate that, but the Dolphins might go in feeling a little bit confident. Now, it's a little bit misleading because if you remember that game, that was the week that followed the Dolphins trading Jay Ajayi. And what you saw in that week was a shift in the Dolphins' play calling with Ajayi out and then more of a focus now on uh, on Kenyon Drake and Damian Williams. Yeah, because Damian Dolphins, Williams was the one who was really sort of the focal point of the running game in the immediate aftermath of the Jay Ajayi trade. But it wasn't the running game. What it was was the Dolphins completed something like, was it almost 20 passes uh, to their running backs in this game. Uh, you know, last year, Kenyon Drake actually had a good, but I mean, we're not talking about the running against the Oakland defensive line. What we're talking about is more of a game plan thing. Damian Williams, six receptions, Kenyon Drake, six receptions. They slowed down Khalil Mack by throwing screen passes, throwing swing passes, getting the ball out quickly and that's going to be the key to keeping them off balance. Bubble screens, reverses, misdirections. And those are all big parts of this Dolphin offense with Albert Wilson and Jakeem Grant and Kenyon Drake. And I think that is the key. You want to talk about how you run the ball? Well, you run the ball by by keeping their defense off balance. How do you contain Khalil Mack and slow down that pass rush by keeping Khalil Mack off balance? If Khalil Mack has to constantly be worried about a draw play has to constantly be worried about covering a screen pass. 
that's going to slow him down. That's going to make him hesitate. And so that's where the Dolphins have to have success. Of course, the Bears are going to know this too. And so the Dolphins have to figure out creative ways to do what the Bears are kind of expecting them to do, but do it in an unexpected way at unexpected times. They've got to figure out a way to get the ball out of Tannehill's hands quickly. And at the same time, They've got to keep the Bears honest by still being able to throw down the field because if everything is thrown five yards and in, that might work for a possession or two, but the Bears will catch on awfully quick and you've got to be able to keep them honest. So it's going to be a struggle and it's going to be a bit of a cat and mouse game. But the most important thing is that they don't get themselves stuck in poor down and distance with holding calls and pre-snap penalties because that's going to dictate if they constantly find themselves in first and 15, second and 20, third and 10, that's going to dictate what is available to them in their playbook. And that's going to make it is incredibly easy for the Bears to know what's coming. And it's not going to keep the Bears off balance. And that's going to be the disaster situation for the Dolphins having to go up against a defense that is number one in the league in sack percentage, mostly in part due to Khalil Mack. Yeah, and, and I think that is going to lead to at least one strip sack fumble from Ryan Tannehill. But um, I think what could be a sneaky key to the Dolphins' success in this game is if by some stroke of luck Devontae Parker is able to play on Sunday, that could actually end up being a key element in opening up this Dolphins' offense a little more. We saw it in the game against Oakland, the one game that Devontae Parker played in this season, is that his presence on the field, just he attracted those other eyes on that Oakland defense, it allowed the Dolphins to put a true five receiver set out there. And that sort of allowed things to open up for some of those more creative plays to happen. So hopefully in a perfect world, because even though it sounds like the Dolphins are shopping Devontae Parker or they're not shopping Devontae Parker, they want to trade him, they're not trading him, whatever the case may be is he is still a member of the Miami Dolphins football team. So if he's able to go, if he's able to play on Sunday, I think that actually might be a really important part of the Dolphins being able to spread out their offense and keeping the Bears off balance. It may be a, may play a pivotal role, which seems a bit odd. But then again, should we really count on having Devontae Parker? Mm, probably not. What about when the Bears have the football? Mitch Trubisky threw six touchdown passes in his last game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But one thing that we've also learned about Mitch Trubisky is that he is a young quarterback and he is prone to mistakes. And one of the things that is really helpful right now is that the Miami Dolphins lead the NFL in interceptions, 10 interceptions through five games for the Miami Dolphins defense. I would, I would be inclined to suggest that they are probably going to have opportunities to come up with more interceptions in this game, particularly if they can get 
through the Bears' offensive line and get some pressure on Mitch Trubisky. We saw the Dolphins have a little bit of success early in the game against Cincinnati last week by blitzing Andy Dalton. If they can blitz Mitch Trubisky and put him under pressure, we've seen that Trubisky is a young quarterback who is still prone to mistakes, particularly when under pressure. So if the Dolphins can get that pressure to him, that should open things up to allow this Miami secondary and linebacker core to hopefully come up and create some big turnovers. But the other part of the problem is the Chicago Bears have a very good running attack split between Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen. And as the Dolphins defense looked pretty good against Joe Mixon in the early going against Cincinnati before Mixon finally found his feet in the late going and uh, ended up having a pretty decent game at the end of things. But now it's a two-headed monster that the Dolphins are going to be dealing this with this week. So how do the Dolphins deal with this vaunted Chicago Bears running attack. Maybe vaunted isn't the right word, but yeah. it's a pretty it's I, a pretty good it's a pretty good running attack when it's on its day. I don't know that there's it's anything special though. Jordan Howard is a nice running back. Tariq Cohen is more of a stat is a scat back. I think he's more of a threat in the passing game. Um they do some zone reads with Trubisky. Um, the Bears are ninth in the league, averaging 121.5 yards per game on the ground. Yeah, it's it's a good running attack, but I don't think it's anything special. And the Dolphins have been fairly good against the against the ground. Now they were awful against New England. They were absolutely dreadful against New England. But I think part of that was they're worried about Tom Brady <laughs> and they were not ready for new England, just running the ball down their throats. And then about half, about halfway through the second quarter, it was like they gave up last week. They were pretty good against the run for the majority of the game. And then in the fourth quarter, I don't know what happened. The, the defense just kind of fell apart, which is a very same old dolphins thing to, to happen in the fourth quarter of a game that they've played really well. But the Dolphins' defense has been solid against the run, and the Bears' Jordan Howard is not a game-breaker. Tariq Cohen is a bit of a game-breaker, but he's not a guy that's going to consistently get the ball between the tackles. I, I mean, I think he, he only carries the ball maybe like three to five times a game. Uh, he's Again, he's more of a threat out of the passing game. And one of the players, one of the things that got kind of overlooked and overshadowed in what has in what was a, a dreadful fourth quarter performance and a really frustrating loss by the Dolphins last week was that was that one of the players that played really well for the first time ever, Raquan McMillan. And Maybe we're finally seeing him blossom into a starting middle linebacker that we can count on, and he and that's a huge p- part of stopping the run. And you've seen the the play of of uh, Vincent Taylor and Devon Godshaw, and you're getting back Andre Branch this week, which will definitely help uh, in defending the run. I think that we will contain their running game. I don't foresee Chicago running all over us. I just don't think they're anything special really anywhere on offense. Obviously the running game is where their bread is buttered, but I just don't think it's a, it's not an amazing offensive line. It's not an offensive line that should, that should dominate our defensive line and our defensive line has played well. 
for the most part. By and large, pretty much every game, with the exception of the New England game, the defensive line has played well. Uh, So I don't think it's a terrible matchup in that regard. All right. So before we make our predictions for this game, Bryn, we, as always, as we always do here on the same old Dolphins, uh, same old Dolphins show, geez, what what time is it? Uh, we asked Dolphins Twitter for their one hot take ahead of the Dolphins game against the Bears, and we have some answers. So here we go. From at Dolphins on Scout, the Dolphins don't allow a single Khalil Mack sack, and Mike Gesicki catches two touchdowns. That is a Ooh, hot two take. touchdowns. That is a hot take. That reminds me of the Seinfeld episode with with the with the kid in the hospital and Kramer promises him that Paul O'Neill is going to get hit two home runs and Paul O'Neill's like two home runs. You know, Babe Ruth promised one, but where'd you get two from? Hey, you're asking for the first two touchdowns of Mike Gusecki's career in this game. Might happen. Might happen. We'll see. Uh, Let's see what else we got at John F. Nally says Miami rushes for over 200 yards versus the Bears. Not going to happen. Yeah, I'd be I'd be very surprised. I, I'd be I'd be pretty surprised if the Dolphins ran for over 100 yards <laughs> against the Bears, let alone 200 yards. At uh, Golski says the Miami Dolphins will get three interceptions this week as they continue their incredible ball hawking season. Hashtag one hot take. Hashtag fins up. I can see that. That's certainly not out of the realm of possibility that Mitch Trubisky throws three interceptions. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Ad- Admiral Dolphin has been in touch, Bryn. <laughs> What's Admiral Would you Dolphin? like to hear what Admiral Dolphin has said? Admiral Dolphin says the Dolphins beat the Bears like it's 1985, and Aaron the Hater has to eat an entire container of anchovies courtesy of the Admiral on the next show. <laughs> well, no. Well, I mean, do we make a bet? Is there something that the Admiral has to do if he's wrong? I don't know. We need we need to have you and the Admiral hash this out on Twitter. Loser eats a bucket of anchovies. Loser. Oh, that's that's awful for the Admiral Dolphin to have to eat anchovies. Isn't that? Oh, some yeah. S- well, no. Yeah. We got to make him eat something else. Well, maybe have him eat. Well, I mean, Mahi is not the same dolphin. That's that's the fish, no, not the mammal. But it might work. It might be good. Mm. We'll see what it happens. It seems like I'm at a distinct disadvantage in this bet. You really dislike anchovies that much? Actually, on a pizza, it's quite good. So there's nothing in here that says there's nothing in here that says how you have to eat the anchovies. All right. Well, let's do it. But I mean, that's to that's only if we have, you know, a disagreement because his take is that the Dolphins are are going to win. I mean, what if I think the Dolphins are going to win? Well, we'll stay tuned. We'll, we'll see what happens when we make our picks here in a moment. And let's see here. I think, and then finally, our uh, the last one hot take that we'll share. I'm sorry, we've got two. Uh, at Dolphins End Zone says Tannehill throws three interceptions for touchdown, beating last week's record. I don't know that it was a record, but... No, I've seen Dan Marino through, throw two or three Pick sixes in a game. So Dolphins end zone, uh, not high hopes for Tannehill in this one. And then finally from at B Domain, he says the Dolphins surprise with a narrow victory because no one sees it coming. And that's the only thing the Dolphins are good at doing what they shouldn't. Yes, this is so true. So true. I couldn't agree with this take more. 
because there's nothing more same old Dolphins than when you feel the season is falling apart, they pull out a victory, and then when you feel like the season is turning around and they give you hope, that's when they disappoint. Yeah, so what'll happen here? Well, why don't we make our predictions here? Okay. You want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Okay. So this is a huge two-game home stretch here. We come in three and two, and the sky is falling, and everyone wants to get rid of Tannehill and fire Gase and blow the whole thing up and l- look at who we're going to draft next season, what we're going to do to fix this mess. We come in as underdogs at home. If we win this game, we're four and two, and we're going to be favored in a home game against Detroit next week. And if you can get through this two, if if you go through this two game homestand and you come out of it five and two, you look like a playoff team. It's still a long way to go, but you look like a playoff team. If you lose this game, if you lose both of these games, then the season is just going downhill fast. If you're three and four after this, especially with the way this, the schedule sets up at the end of the season with like the last six or seven weeks, then it's going to be tough sledding. What's probably going to happen, the Dolphins thing to happen, the same old Dolphins thing to happen, is to split these games. And it's just a matter of which one you win and which one you lose. I'm not saying I know what's going to happen in, uh, you know, for, for both of these weeks, but looking at this game and the way the Dolphins played the last two weeks and the way the Dolphins have played the, played the first three weeks, particularly the two home games, for whatever reason, the Dolphins play, I, I mean, look, most teams play better at home, but the Dolphins play a lot better at home, especially on the offensive side of the ball, where they're averaging like 12 more points per game at home with Gase at, as the head coach and Ryan Tannehill as the quarterback uh, compared to Gase as, as the head coach, Tannehill as the quarterback in road games. They're averaging, I believe it's 15 points a game on the road and 27 points at home. I think. They're going to bounce back. Now, I don't think they're going to score 27 points against the Chicago Bears defense unless they get some help from their defense and special teams like a, you know, a defensive touchdown or a special teams touchdown, which is totally possible against Mitch Trubisky, who is prone to mistakes. And I don't buy his six touchdown performance against arguably the worst defense in the league, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I think the Dolphins will play better. Um, but it's not a very good offense and I think it's going to be a struggle, but I think the Dolphins defense is going to play well in this game because I'm not scared of Chicago's offense. The Dolphins need to do the same thing they did to Andy Dalton last week and blitz and pressure Andy Dalton. I mean, pressure Mitch Trubisky. Now they probably went a little bit overboard last week against Andy Dalton in that they were blitzing him on nearly half of his dropbacks from start to finish. And Andy Dalton is one of the better quarterbacks in the league against the blitz. And maybe he wasn't expecting it early in the game because it's not something typically that Matt Burke does. Typically the Dolphins blitz fewer than most teams in the league. It's kind of a, 
a philosophical belief that they have that uh, get pressure with the front four, don't blitz and drop everybody back into coverage. That's typically how they played, but they completely changed that up last week and they blitzed a ton against Andy Dalton. And it worked for the majority of the game until Andy Dalton figured it out and then it didn't work in the fourth quarter, which that coupled with a couple of bad turnovers and just poor offensive play came back to bite the Dolphins in the ass and result in their absolute meltdown last week in the fourth quarter. I don't believe that Mitch Trubisky or the Bears offense in general is equipped to force that same kind of meltdown. So I think the Dolphins need to bring the heat and have the same defensive game plan that they had last week. And I think that they'll find the success. I I think they might find even more success this week than they had last week. And I think most people came into, you know, out of that game last week and blamed, like, I didn't give the defense a pass for what happened in the fourth quarter, but most people did and said, look, that Dolphins defense played outstanding and you can't ask them to play better. I think you could ask them to play better and I think they're going to. And I think getting Andre Andre Branch back, um, potentially getting Cameron Wake back, I mean, that, that would be huge additions to this defense. And I think the defense is going to have a great game. And I think the offense is going to do just enough. And I think the Dolphins are going to win a low-scoring game. And I'm calling it Dolphins win 17-13 to 13 at home against the Chicago Bears. That's an amazing, an amazing pick. Um, if only because that was sort of the scoreline that I had in my head as I was thinking about this game. But before I get to my prediction... Not that these stats mean anything. I just feel like I want to share them. The Bears are three and four in their last seven or in their seven trips to Miami historically. Not that that means anything. (laughs) How many? So that's in what? The last 28 years? That's since 1971. The Dolphins are four and three at home against the Chicago Bears, outscoring them 177 to 121 in the process. But, Brain, but that's like the history. It would. That's almost like the history of the of the rivalry right there. So we're going all the way back to. Yes, that's <laughs> that's historical. So not that these what? facts mean anything, but I wanted to share them. But here's okay. a trivia question for you. Okay, and this one's a little bit easier probably for you. But do you remember the last time the Dolphins defeated the Bears at home? Didn't we beat them? I don't know if we beat them on a Thursday night or we got beat by them on a Thursday It was a Monday night night game the last time the Dolphins defeated the Bears at home. Was it like a shutout? It was not a shutout. Okay. I I think it was the Bears that shut us out on like a Thursday night a few years ago. So, yeah, I I don't know. I'm not recalling the game. In 2002, at home, the Miami Dolphins on a Monday night defeated the Bears 27-9 behind 216 rushing yards from Ricky Williams. Yes, the All Aqua uniform. That first was the time, debut of the, the All Aqua uniform. It was the uniform. first time they wore the All Aqua uniforms, and Ricky Williams just ran rough shot over the Chicago Bears. 31 carries for 216 yards and two touchdowns. Now, the last time— well, and, then the, and then the next week, Ricky Williams ran for 200 yards again, and the Dolphins lost to the Buffalo Bills because they couldn't stop Eric Moulds and Peerless Price. Right. Now— 
The last time the Bears played the Dolphins in Miami, it was, in fact, a shutout victory for the Bears, 16-0. Here is the trivia question. Who was the Miami Dolphins quarterback for that game? For which game? For the game in which the Dolphins lost in 2010 when they lost 16 to nothing to the Bears. The last time the Bears and my the Bears and Dolphins squared off in Miami. Who was the quarterback for the Dolphins? 2010? I mean, uh, was it Joey Harrington? It was not Joey Harrington. Was it Cleo Lemon? It was not Cleo Lemon. Now give me one more guess. I'll give you uh, one more guess. We're talking 2010. I, I don't think... No, it's not Ray Lucas. I'll give you a hint. He was also the Dolphins' leading rusher in that game with six carries for 27 years. Ugh. (laughs) Dante Culpepper? The answer is Tyler Thigpen. Tyler Thigpen, yes. One of those, uh, one of the more obscure names on the list of players that have started for the Miami Dolphins at quarterback since Dan Marino retired. That is one of the, if not the most obscure, one of the most obscure starters the Dolphins have had. Tyler Thigpen. In this game, he was 29. Uh, excuse me, he was seven, 17 of 29 for 187 yards, one interception, no touchdowns. The Bears quarterback for this game, Jay Cutler, who was 16 of 25 for 156 yards and an interception. The difference was Matt Forte, who ran for 97 yards on 25 carries and a touchdown. Anyway, I just wanted to share and that. The Dolphins little, scoring zero points. The Dolphins, <laughs> the Dolphins did not score at all. The Dolphins' leading receiver in that game is Miami Dolphins legend Brian Hartline. Five receptions for 70 yards. Anyway, I wanted to share that little bit of history for you uh, because I just thought it was I thought it was interesting. <laughs> and, you know, anywhere we can get a Tyler Thigpen reference in on the same old Dolphin show, I feel like we probably should make sure we shoehorn it in. And I've done just that. So as far as my prediction for the Dolphins game against the Bears this weekend. I think the it just would be so same old Dolphins for the game to play out just like this. It goes back and forth. It's actually very close the whole way through. I'm going to go out and and go out on a limb and say Khalil Mack exits this game with an injury of some kind. Jeez, talk about a hot take. Perhaps We're predicting injuries now. Perhaps a concussion or something. Like he goes in for a sack on Tannehill, sacks him real hard, gets a 15-yard roughing the passer penalty, and exits the game because he goes into the concussion protocol. (laughs) So he gets a 15-yard penalty and gets injured on the same play. Yeah, where he sacks the quarterback. Yeah. Okay. And this allows the Dolphins... To hang in the game. And the Dolphins find themselves in a situation where they are trailing 17 to 13 with just over two minutes to go. The Dolphins get the ball at their own. We're going to say they start a drive at their own, let's say, 13-yard line because there was a <laughs> there was a mediocre return from Jakeem Grant taking the ball out of the end zone. And there was an illegal block in the back penalty. So the Dolphins start the drive with just over two minutes to go in the game at their own 13-yard line. Did you have like a dream about this this game playing out? Because this is the most detailed prediction that I've ever heard. Well, this is what's going to happen. So Ryan Tannehill and the Dolphins start with the ball at their own 13, just over two minutes to go. 
And over the course of the next two minutes and change, the Dolphins drive all the way down to the Bears' end of the field, where the Dolphins find themselves in a third and goal at the Bears' 14-yard line. <laughs> so we got to the goal-to-go situation, and then we self-destructed. Well, it, this is the same old Dolphins we're talking about. We and had a then, holding penalty from the four-yard line. So it's third and third and goal from the 14-yard line with three seconds left on the clock. Ryan Tannehill takes the snap, rolls out, and finds Devontae Parker in the back of the end zone for the touchdown. And the Miami Dolphins win as time expires. Final score of 20 to 17. And the narratives and the takes are on fire, leading us to the game against Detroit the following weekend where Ryan Tannehill promptly throws five interceptions. (laughs) And that is my prediction. As the Dolphins (laughs) elevate themselves to four and two, it's called the same old Dolphin show for a reason, folks. Brain, why don't you tell the people where they can find you? Can find me on Twitter at Aaron the Brain. I mean, you were on point. Uh, you called last week's game. You said Dolphins going to get off to an early lead. Bengals going to come back and win twenty-seven to seventeen, and that's exactly what happened. So, hey, I mean, this is if this happens. I mean, forget Gray's Sports Almanac. You just need to listen to josh and make your bets is it josh stradamus or amstradamus amstradamus is easier to say is it amstradamus josh stradamus josh stradamus yeah i guess it is amstradamus <laughs> is easier to say so that's what i'm going with. it's also the name of the episode so get hyped uh you can find me on twitter Uh, I should change my handle to at Amstradamus. I might if the Dolphins, in fact, win this game in the manner I described. But I will – you can find me for now on Twitter at Amplified to Rock. You should also follow this show on Twitter at Same Old Dolphins. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash Same Old Dolphins. We hope that you will like us over there and join in the conversation. Of course, we are now members of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. So visit DolphinsTalk.com for your one-stop shop for everything Miami Dolphins, all kinds of great podcasts and columns over there. So go check that out. Um, And of course, we're on SoundCloud, so you can get every episode of the Same Old Dolphins show following us on SoundCloud. And of course, last but not least, we are on Apple Podcasts. So go over there, give us a a real nice review and a five-star rating. We would appreciate it very much as we try to share this show with as many Dolphin fans as possible. That's going to wrap us up for this week. When we come back to you, it'll be to wrap up this Dolphins game against the Chicago Bears, and then we'll be back a little bit later in the week to look forward to the game against the Detroit Lions. But for now, take care of yourselves and each other. We'll talk to you again next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Go Dolphins!